welcome to the Heartbeat for Hire podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Dowd. My goal is to help train leaders and sales organizations how to manage and deliver results with empathy, compassion, and kindness. Let's get started. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Heartbeat for Hire. Today's guest is a friend of mine, Bobby Carlton, and she is the founder of Carlton PR and Marketing, Innovation Nights and Innovation Women, or as she call, likes to call them, the day job, the night job, and the dream job, which we're going to talk about Bobby is an entertaining, tell-it-like-it-is speaker who speaks extensively and passionately about public speaking and how it can be the driving force behind career growth. We're going to dig into that, too. She's a TEDx speaker, the host of Innovation Nights. She's spoken at the UN, and she's been on stage for some of the world's best-known conferences. She's been featured on CBS News, Wall Street Journal, Boston Globe, USA Today, and other major media She's helping thousands of women take control of their own speaking careers and businesses. And I had to water this down. Bobby, welcome. So happy to have you here. Thanks. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. So do us the honor. Please give us a little bit about your background. Would love folks to understand how you got into speaking and then really like what the landscape is of all your amazing companies now. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, let's see. We'll start off with my background is I have a broadcasting degree and a voice and broadcasting voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can actually still rattle off my uh, early uh, years call signs radio stations, but uh broadcasting degree went into public relations. I headed up global PR at a couple of big enterprise software companies where part of my job was getting executives on stage at conferences and events into those <laughs> and surprise surprise when i think about those early years probably the first 20 years i had only what i call the male pale and stale um they were not stale i mean some of them were absolutely delightful but i didn't have any women that I was placing like all of the executives at these high-tech companies were men. Um, in 2008, the startup that I was working with ran out of money. Oh, killer, absolutely killer, but we were not alone. No. And so that's when I started my first company, Carlton PR marketing, like got to make a living folks. And um, around the same time, social media was young and I was starting mm -hmm. to get into it and Playing around with social media led me to starting Innovation Nights, which is a social media powered event. The idea was to connect entrepreneurs and their local community and have the local community use their social networks to help promote new local products. Love so it. we launched over 1,500 new products that got more than $4 billion in funding. Brilliant. And because of that, and I, because of this monthly event I was running and a weekly newsletter that focused on the events in the Boston market, I kept getting invited to a lot of events, mm -hmm. which meant I spent a lot of time sitting in the audience with the ladies because you definitely saw the same people on stage over and over and over again. And so that led me to helping out some local event managers and offering to make connections. And I realized, oh, good grief, this could become a full-time job. And I already have two of those. Mm -hmm. 
So I crowdfunded the money to start Innovation Women. Uh, bought myself a developer who uh, created the platform or the initial platform. And the rest is history. We now have about 2,000 speakers on the platform. That we know of, we've made about 5,000 connections. That's amazing. So will you dig in a little on Innovation Women? Because I'm a member and I, I've talked about it on LinkedIn, but I want everybody to hear what it is, why you join, and if you're looking for speakers, why it's of interest to you too. Absolutely. So it is 100% free for event managers. And when I say event managers, I'm talking about podcasters looking for guests. I'm talking about journalists looking for subject matter experts. I'm talking about conferences and events and universities and corporations. Uh, a lot of corporate ERGs use it to find speakers mm -hmm. for their events. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea for the speaker is come in, create a profile of yourself. It's an ad for you as a speaker. Mm -hmm. And you can also search our database. We uh, add anywhere between 50 and 100 new speaking opportunities a week. I think right now we've got about 600 open opportunities and on the platform. And we also help connect speakers with each other. Uh, we have a, a little thing called Speaker Friend Fridays where we get together on Zoom every week and just talk about all the things related to being a speaker. Mm -hmm. The most successful speakers have speaker friends. Mm. Like you just need somebody who's kind of a near peer. Mm -hmm to help you kind of navigate this thing because a lot of speaking is, you know, it's highly negotiated. It's a little bit secretive. It's connections. And totally. that makes it hard to know what's really going on. I, so. I agree. And and I, I think we should also say that Innovation Women is a global platform. So the events are all over the world. Um, I know we're based in the Boston area, but there's, there's certainly I've seen when looking at the events, they're everywhere and they're years out too. They're not just imminent. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a while, a ways out. So when you become an, a member of Innovation Women, I know for me, I was blown away by all the things that happen. You mentioned the Speaker Fridays, but what are some of the other things that you, you offer to, to folks? Well, one of the things we do is we have a uh, welcome webinar every month to kind of walk people through all the things that we offer, because I always tell people like, we're a lot we're extra. <laughs> like, you know, I know it's it's $120 a year to join as a right. membership fee. I did that to make people understand that this is a thing of value. Yeah. But I also didn't want it to ever stand in anyone's way. Mm -hmm. And people come in and I think they expect something kind of bare bones. And all of a sudden it's like, and we've got the welcome webinar and we have knowledge sessions and we have the green room and we have a Facebook group just for members. And, you know, like there's a lot that we do that's educational in nature. Mm -hmm. I'm deep in this topic. Like this is what I do. Um, during the pandemic, I bought two more companies one of which is a three-person research team. Uh, they All they do is research speaking opportunities. So that was a no-brainer. And I also bought a digital magazine for women entrepreneurs that allows innovation women to offer 
thought leadership opportunities mm -hmm. for its members. Like you mm -hmm. can contribute an article. If you're an author, we have a book of the week feature. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have a podcast of the week feature. Mm -hmm. So there are all these things that we're doing to help elevate our speakers because a lot of event managers, when they're looking for a speaker, they do the top of the head thing. It's like, oh, I need a speaker on this topic. Yeah. Who do I instantly think of? And it's hard to get people into that position. There's a lot yeah. of maneuvering, a lot of foundation building that has to happen. I totally agree. And I think um, I, I love your thought on the shift. I'm seeing a shift in business culture um, in a good way, um, in that I'm seeing more gender parity, I'm seeing more representation, I'm seeing a greater focus on um, culture and why what used to be called soft skills are now deemed leadership skills. How what what are you seeing for the trends of what people are looking for for speakers? You know, it's interesting. You know, we we look at the data on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things that Innovation Women kind of throws off to me. It allows me to see what's happening behind the scenes. You know, how many searches do we have mm -hmm. for cybersecurity, for blockchain, sure. for um, leadership? Like when I first started this, I was focusing on technical and entrepreneurial women. Right. Like that was it. And and the first real estate agent that showed up, I was like, uh, I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do with you. And then she got a speaking engagement, like immediately, I'm like, huh? Oh, okay. I, uh, all right. I guess you can stay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with you, but you can right. stay. And then a yoga teacher. And I'm like, oh, heck no. Like, I don't know what to do with this. I, I don't, I don't even do yoga. Should, but I don't. And she too got a speaking engagement immediately. Like, what the heck is going on here? She got a speaking engagement where she was kicking off an entrepreneurial event, helping the entrepreneurs get relaxed and flexible and like, like, oh, that's so good. And oh my gosh, I am such an idiot. Like, yeah, even the most technical conferences have career paths. Mm -hmm. They're looking for somebody to teach things like salary negotiation and leadership skills and team building. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I need to get much broader about this. I need to think much bigger. I, I blame myself. I was very focused on solving a specific problem. Well, and you also weren't talking to the people that were booking these. You weren't thinking broadly about the events. You were thinking about the yeah. women you knew and well, and I was also thinking about the events that I knew mm -hmm. the people who had come to me previously knew me from innovation <sighs> nights and they were looking for female founders. They were looking for um, people who could come in and talk about a particular topic. I, I actually usually kid people and I say, I started innovation women when someone wanted me to come in and talk about HTML5. <laughs> I'd like, be like, oh no. I can spell oh, it. Girl. I can spell it. Yeah, I'm in marketing. What do I know about this? But I felt like this was a group that, my God, do you not know any other women? And they're like, oh, you're always entertaining. Like, you know, you could come in and speak about anything. No, 
no, I can't. No. And that's a really good point because I think speakers, you, you do a little thing about how being a speaker elevates your whole career, but I don't think every speaker speaks about everything. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I, I try and urge people to get a focus for their speaking. Uh, I'm, I own five companies. I'm a bad example. Don't do as I do. <laughs> do as I related. say. They're all related. I'll give you a pass, Bobby. They're all related. Yeah, they're they are related. I mean, it's all about visibility and how visibility drives business and career opportunities. And I do think that as speakers, we need to focus. We need to stand for something. We need to have a mission, a passion. That's one of the reasons that the innovation women profiles include a passion section. Mm-hmm. Like you could be a cybersecurity professional and yet your passion is helping get uh, young women interested in STEM. Mm-hmm. You will end up in speaking engagements for that. I can mm. almost guarantee it. There are so many conferences and events that are putting together panels about how we encourage young women to get interested in STEM. Right. Like well, that's think- the kind of thing that, you know, it's a broader look at speaking but it also helps support your focus. I, I think you're right on. And and um, I, I stumbled into a second talk that I speak about. Like my first talk is Heartbeats, Not Headcount, which is all about culture and leadership. And, you know, the culture belongs to all of you, but it starts at the top and all of that. But one of the things that I did at the end of one of those talks was I talked about the importance of building your personal brand. And it was like two minutes. It was like, don't forget this. And, you know, it's really important. And that was the end. And they called me back and they said, you were our top rated speaker. Would you please come back and talk about that? (laughs) And I was like, okay, I got to build a talk about that. But now I do it a lot. And I love doing it for corporate customers because they don't get that. So it's, it's really important for them to learn it. And I didn't plan on it, but it's, it's sorry, puppy. Um, it, it's, it's so important for, um, for people to understand. So I get that like putting in your passion really helps you be understood more. Um, so talk a little bit about the UN. How did you find yourself at the UN and what did you talk about? That is the craziest story. I got connected to a group that was talking about women in blockchain. I know nothing about that topic. Yeah. Like seriously, I know I know nothing about blockchain. Like I know nothing about these like super deeply technical issues. Yeah. And they were putting together a panel and part of the panel was how do we get more women in blockchain? I'm like, oh, I can't oh, I talk about that. About that. Yeah, yeah. Like, because part of it is representation. How do we get more women on stage at the conferences? How do we demonstrate that we have women in the industry? Get them on stage. Like, oh, yeah, I can totally talk about that. Like, that's yeah. the thing I think, you know, that a lot of times we're we're missing when we look at speaking. You know, it's like, I'm in public relations, so I should only speak at the PRSA conference? No. No, no. And and I think companies really do, like you said before, want a diverse 
line up for their conferences. And I know from the millions of conferences I attended, there was, you know, a mindfulness session and there was a well-being session and seemingly unrelated to software sales or tech or, you know, it was it was really interesting to see that there was other things besides the stuff you had to sell. Um, and I think most events have to do that now. Um, they have to offer people kind of that mental break and uh, the, the change the channel kind of moment. Absolutely. Uh, we we did a partnership with an organization that was doing a conference on Internet of Things, IoT, mm-hmm. like very industrial topic. Yeah, I used to sell it. <laughs> and they allowed us to put together basically an innovation women track. And, uh, you know, obviously that track, that room was filled with women pretty much all day. But one of the things that we offered was a woman who talked about salary negotiation. You could not slip a paper between the people in the, yeah, like it was so packed and it was men and women. And the conference organizers came in and took a look at the room and went, oh, I Uh guess we need a career track. There's a message. Yeah, I think you do. That's so fascinating. So I want to go back because I know you talk about a very famous Warren Buffett quote um, about why public speaking is important to your career and how that elevates your cachet. Can you share about that little bit about that? Yeah. So when I do uh, speaking presentations, I often talk about the benefits of public speaking and it's everything from career and confidence and how you are perceived as um, as a leader. But one of the things is cold, hard cash. Uh, it is actually proven. There have been studies that talk about the connection between comfort with public speaking and getting a bigger salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a founder, somebody who is an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. getting comfortable with public speaking, being on stage, being visible helps you get funded. Yeah. And the story with Warren Buffett is that he was famously terrified of public speaking, uh, like to the point of he would get sick. He took a Dale Carnegie course. And from there, the rest is history. You know, world's richest man at one point. I'm sure there's a little bit more in between those things. But Dale Carnegie uses a quote from Warren Buffett in a lot of their marketing. And it's basically Warren Buffett saying that you increase your value by at least 50% by learning public speaking and communication Mm -hmm. skills. And that all came about because he was speaking at Columbia University to a group of MBA students. And he made them an offer. He said, you know, I invest in companies, but today I'm going to invest in you. I will invest in any person in this room, $100,000, but I'm getting a percentage of your future earnings. So, yeah, I always picture like a group of MBA students going, wait a minute, is this a good deal? (laughs) Is this this a bad deal? Is this good for me? Is it good for Warren? You know, he didn't get to be the world's richest man by making bad investments. But he wasn't done. He said, I will give you $150,000 if you take public speaking classes because you will earn more and you will be worth more to me. 
So that's where that quote comes from. And wow. I agree with him. I do. I firmly believe that people who are comfortable with public speaking, people who get the opportunity to be on stage, and yeah. it is a hundred percent an opportunity, they take the opportunity and do a good job, make more. I have yeah. seen this over and over again inside companies where you have people who basically step up and step on stage and do product demonstrations and they talk about their company's products and they get comfortable with public speaking to the point of they become a public persona. Yeah. Number one, it's super hard to fire those people. <laughs> you like, have a lot of visibility. You're, they're the face of your company and we don't yeah. need her anymore. Oh God. Yes, we do. We can't get rid of this person yeah. because it becomes a thing in yeah. public and you have to keep promoting them and they become just so important to the persona of your company. Mm -hmm. They become synonymous with it. I was, I was talking with uh, one vice president from a local tech company and she said, I have a choice. I can either figure out how to cure cancer or I can get really good at public speaking because that's the only way I'm going to make it to SVP. It's probably like, true. Are you working on the cancer thing? And she's like, no, I'm just focusing on public speaking. I'm like, okay, good. You know, like you're, you're a software engineer. I don't know how it's going to go with curing cancer. Well, I, I, but, think, I think you're right. And I, I really do see that the people that are comfortable speaking about something have more credibility. Um, people want to listen to them because they're easy to follow. They, they seem intelligent about an idea and they have an openness about them and a, a confidence about them that um, makes them, uh, you know, a player. And I, I do really think that that's true. And I certainly did a lot of speaking um, when I was at IBM and they would always be, oh, she's going to sh put her on stage. She'll host this, put her on stage. And, she'll, and I loved it. Um, and I was really happy doing it. Um, so for me, it was a natural thing to end up here again. And I, I just wish I had speaker reel of all that stuff. <laughs> that really would have been helpful. <laughs> speaker reels, they're so important. <laughs> they are so important and you got to build them. So um, so talk a little bit about the role of social media that um, I know you were in it early days, kind of how it's evolved and how, how do you use it now? Um, what's been important to you? Yeah, my background is public relations. You know, I worked with uh, newsletters and newspapers and magazines to get articles written about the companies I worked with. And social media was just a revelation to me. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> I can go direct. I don't have to go through a gatekeeper, a reporter. I can say what I want to say directly to the audiences I'm targeting. That just, that changed everything for me. Yeah. You know, it's like the minute we could start putting up our own websites and telling the world about our companies without having to buy an ad or place a story. So that was kind of the mentality that I brought into social media. Mm -hmm. I started it with Twitter in 2007 um, got access to things like, you know, Facebook and then LinkedIn. And, you know, just like, these are the ways that you can speak directly to your audience without a filter, mm. without somebody standing in your way. Mm. And as a speaker, 
it becomes part of the way that you build the foundation of your expertise. Yeah. You know, event managers look at your social media. They know right. a little bit about how you think, how you communicate, but they also see something else that, you know, I think as speakers, we need to be aware of. They see another audience. And when they put you on stage, there is an expectation that you will bring some of that audience with you. Mm. And, you know, if we're thinking about the world where two thirds of all conference speakers are men, yeah. we as women, if we are bringing our peers with us, we are subtly changing the makeup mm. of the conferences and events that we go to, not just by being on stage, yes. but by communicating mm -hmm. to our networks. That's so true. And I think anytime that I speak for a company, the amount of LinkedIn connections that follow and Insta connections and TikTok and Facebook, like they want to be connected to you because they've been inspired by what you said. But what's really funny is you, you generally, if you're smart, you get to book another engagement afterwards. And I had a guy ask me, he's like, why do you know so many people from our company? <laughs> well, I've spoken to you guys twice. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's so important to build that rapport and those relationships. And, and I think um, the good speakers, you know, bring that and they, they leave that stickiness. So it's, it's cool. I love it. Yeah. You can also use social media, you know, as a, as a tool, you know, yes. ask me questions, use this hashtag. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can utilize social media to not only demonstrate that you are a speaker. Yes. You know, it's like you're leaving those little breadcrumbs that lead to you as a speaker every time you promote an event that you're speaking at. Mm. Mm. But you can also use it to communicate with the audience. You've given so many good tips to start. What would you say um, is the best advice for an event planner and the best piece of advice for a, a, a new speaker who's just starting out? Yeah, I think for event planners, one of the pieces of advice I have is think about each event as a separate entity. Um, I see a lot of event planners that kind of go into planning their next event with the current event in mind. Oh, yeah. Joe did such a great job. We need to have Joe back. Well, think about the fact that now Joe has spoken at your event every year for the past six right. years and people are a little tired of Joe. Maybe it's time to invite Josephine, you know, a new voice, take a chance, put a new voice on stage. Mm. There are tons of ways to make sure that that is a good speaker an entertaining speaker. You can look at videos of them. We now all have all of this information that's out there in the mm. world, but you don't have to keep booking the same people. Right. No. I agree. And event then, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's event person advice. Speaker advice. I think my biggest advice is always make other speaker friends. Mm. We all need these near peers to help motivate us, inspire us, and just bounce ideas off of. I think that's so true. And it's it's true for coaching too. I have a lot of coaching friends and they know where their limits are and they know where they can't serve someone. So we refer each other all the time. So speakers, is a, it's the same network and um, it's really good advice. So Bobby, what inspires you? You know, every week 
I have this group of women who show up for a speaker friend Friday and every single week I walk out of that zoom room with a little bounce in my step because I always learn something new. I always feel really good. There's always somebody who came in with, I got a thing, you know, or somebody who's like, I got paid for the first time, or I made a barrel of money doing this, or I had a great connection with my audience, or I've thought of a new business model, like just like it's happy time. Mm. I love that. I love seeing people who have shown up week after week and they are taking it all in and you see the gears turning and you see them suddenly have that aha moment, Mm. which means that they know what their mission is and we help them get there. Mm, I love that. And I think I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What would you like your legacy to be? Two thirds of all conference speakers right now are men. I would love to see gender equity on stage, not for just the gender equity on stage aspect. Public speaking leads to so much pay equity. Um, The number of women on boards, the number of women whose startups are getting funded, like it leads to so much other good stuff. Mm Like, I would love to be able to see a world where we do have an equal shot at things, where we have access to the the funding, the resources, the guidance, and the opportunities so that we don't have to keep fighting. Mm. <laughs> I, I thought when I graduated from college, like, my mom's generation had, like, done the big Paved fight. the way for us. Yeah. Yeah, we're still fighting the fight. Oh my God. So um, Bobby, where do people find you? Innovationwomen.com. Very easy. Or Google me. I'm pretty Googleable. You are Googleable. Um, <laughs> you have been an absolute delight and a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Heartbeat for Hire. And um, guys, please go look for Bobby. She's fantastic. And if you are looking to get into speaking, Go check out Innovation Women. I was a featured speaker last month and um, it's a pretty amazing organization. So thank you again, Bobby. You've been a great guest. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to Heartbeat for Hire. If you like what you hear, I'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave a five-star review. To keep the conversation going, you can find me on Insta or at LinkedIn at Lindsay Dowd, H4H. Or you can reach me at my website, heartbeatforhire.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.